We're joined by Mark Van Helderen, and uh, Mark is he's behind the uh, the Heggies brand and label. Uh, he works for the for the Hill family, uh, the Rob, the Hill Smith family um, business. So, uh, um, Heggies is something that I know, but I don't know much about. Um, and I'm not sure about you guys, Jill and Richo. But um, I mean, Richo, you've probably seen it quite a lot. But um, I think I've drunk my share. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now, Mark, it's a, quite a, a Dutch name. It is. is it? Um, I'm originally from South Africa and I've got some heritage that goes back <laughs> into into the UK and into the Netherlands. So, yeah. There you go. Do you and Scott get together and watch the rugby then? Or? Uh, we do and we've just been arguing about it right now <laughs> as well. So. Have you made some changes to the, the structure? And <laughs> uh, I, We've packed away our... Our uh, Wallabies jumpers, and we've uh, we've been dusting out our South African jumpers. But it might be a it might be an island France. It looks yeah. Like. I thought Ireland at the beginning of the tournament were going to yeah. do pretty well, mm. but um, Wallabies, oh my lord! Yeah, I think you wouldn't even need to pack that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> See in four years. Yeah. Um, one day we will get better. <laughs> yes, there's a World Cup coming to Australia in four years' time, and they better be good for that. So, mm. yeah, have another yeah. Matilda's moment, right? Uh, yeah, or experience r- r- rise, rise to the top, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> um, so, how long have you been uh, out here making wine? And um, tell us a little bit about your journey, and, and then about Heggies. So, Simon, I moved out to Australia in. January 2013, mm-hmm. um, straight to the Barossa. I've got an Australian wife. We we met and had uh, had a whirlwind romance in South Africa, and she she convinced me to move back to Oz. Um, I was lucky enough to come straight into the business with the Hillsmith family back um, back in 2013. So it's nearly 11 years for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I've worked in various parts in in the winemaking business. Um, but more recently, in the last two vintages, been looking after Heggies for the family. So um, we've obviously got vineyards up in Eden Valley. It's a property that's very special to to Robert Hillsmith and the family. It's a brand that he worked on when he was first in the business in the 1980s really? as as marketing manager. And um, he regularly regularly reminds me not to mess anything up. So <laughs> no pressure, <laughs> Mark. Before you moved over to Australia, just given your background and history and where you grew up, what were your impressions of Australian wine before you moved over here? Um, I would have probably become aware of of uh, properly aware of wine in the 1990s, and both South Africa and Australia were seeing quite a boom at the time. I think the thing that I remember clearly and 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 carefully was that both countries had um, had sunshine, lots of warmth, um, lots of fruit flavour. Um, I would get annoyed when when Australia would do well at um, at wine competitions or at, at sporting competitions. But there's always been a healthy rivalry, and I've I've always been very impressed with what I've discovered both on tasting internationally previously and now that I'm here. So. There's a there's a certain sense of um, uh, sense of innovation and 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 collaboration and and also a little bit of which I really enjoy is some of that larrikin behaviour. Yeah. Um, I think so it's typical it's, to Australia. It's a pretty good fun. cultural fit. Mm. Uh, uh, our countries actually you throw Canada yeah. in maybe yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bit of Irish. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I've always been very impressed and and lots of fascinating discoveries for me with um with south africa doing certain things really well and 
and and not knowing much about about Riesling in South Africa and not knowing much mm. about Grenache mm. in South Africa. Oh, you've you've learnt a lot now. So learning things here, yeah. Is your wife uh, Barossan? She's not. She's a Sydney side, right. but but lives um, obviously lives with me now and works in wine, so works in the Hillsmith family as well. Right. So the group, yeah. Mm. Tell us about your beautiful Riesling. The Heggie is uh, a single vineyard Riesling, is it? Uh, it yeah. is. Uh, so single vineyard off a few different blocks. Um, we, I'm, Jill, I'm going to jump across and, and make sure that I explain that we make more noise about Chardonnay. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've I had have, more of your Chardonnay than your Riesling, there actually. There we go. Yeah, yeah. But um, when you tell true stories in wine, which one has to, um, <laughs> the, the Riesling development came first at Heggie's, so uh, the property was purchased just in the 1960s and the first plantings were in fact Riesling and we've still got plantings on the property that were the first to go in. So there's about 12 hectares on the property, there's about five or six different blocks. Um, I usually, we like to make the the single vineyard um, from about two or three of the oldest um, blocks on the property. and they seem to perform best with, with how they hold their canopy, how they protect the fruit, and, and how they carry flavour through to vintage. So i um, very, very fond of making Riesling yes. um, just up the hill. Yes. So, hmm. Yep, yep. And as we always say with Riesling, there's nowhere to run to, nowhere to hide. It's all about that purity Mm. of fruit expression and sight, isn't it? It is. Um, It's, uh, you know, I get to have fun and play tricks with Chardonnay, but um, the the thing with Riesling is just about getting it in at the right time, getting it into press, uh, getting it into ferment and getting it into bottle. There's no no great amount of artefact that I think um, I want to dabble with. Um, I think, you know, we, we're not using strange um, yeast species mm. or yeah. mm. um, oak, oak mm. impacts. It's really pretty much about capturing the fruit and getting that into bottle. What you see is what you get. Yeah. So I'm assuming production has um, decreased, uh, you're not getting as much as much fruit for the Riesling? Uh, we, we have those blocks do better than, we've got some pretty lean blocks on the site on some leaner soils, but um, the, the tonnages hover between sort of four and six tonnes to the hectare. Right. Um, the the Riesling's not as um, temperamental as Chardonnay can be. Mm-hmm. Chardonnay seems to have um, some pretty strange behaviour during springtime when the where the tonnages can go up and down quite a bit, mm-hmm. but um, pretty consistent, um, pretty good flavour, and uh, never really very big or very small. Kind of like the three three little bears <laughs> recipe, I suppose. <laughs> um, well, so tell us. Given you make more noise about your Chardonnay, tell us a, a bit more about that. Yes, so um, uh, with Chardonnay, there's there's been a, a concerted drive to some plantings in the 1970s and 1980s. Um, some of the clonal variety that was put in would have um, been the original um, I10V1s. Um, there's some OF clone. Um, there's some there's some clones that we don't know what they are. Um, <laughs> That'll be probably fun. probably a champagne um, import, and then from the 1990s, focusing on the new Dijon clones that have come in. And I use the word new. I mean, they're not so new anymore. They've been around for just over 30 years. So mm. um, clone 76, 95, 96. Um, we've got about 12, 13 different pieces of Chardonnay on the property dating back to some recent plantings in the 2000s. 
and we make three different Chardonnays on the property. So we've got a, a tiered approach where we've got a um, an everyday Chardonnay, the estate, and then a single block reserve. So working hard um, um, and and really trying to try to um, create a sort of a layered effect of, of, of our approach to Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. And so that, the entry level is all about drinkability, right? And then we're getting into things that are more sort of, are you, are you really playing with some winemaking imports or things that are cellar or the oldest blocks? Or? So the, um, the cloud line, which is entry level, that, um, that tends to go into about 80% tank ferment. Yeah all spontaneous ferment, then about 20% into oak, and we're looking for fruit expression with, yeah. a, with a touch of oak to come through. Uh, the estate tends to come from about five or six different blocks hand-picked, um, all fermented in oak, all, all spontaneous fermented, and they're kept in five different pieces throughout the life of, of ageing prior to blending. And then we get to have um, some some even greater pieces of fun with the estate, uh, sorry, with the reserve, yeah. where I'm uh, becoming a hipster and I'm doing some eggs. things with ceramic eggs. Yes. So. <laughs> there you go. We haven't heard eggs mentioned at all. No, we haven't. Oh, no, and and eggs. Those, the viewers that can't see me, I'm, I have a face for radio, but... Um, <laughs> I'm probably not a hipster-looking guy, but I get to have... Oh, I don't know. The, the socks, socks are pretty good. The socks. The socks. <laughs> Actually, good. hipsters don't wear socks. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So literally for the listeners, um, uh, so Mark is wearing green pull-up socks with pictures of his children. There we go. Yeah. My son. Of them. That's, son. that's, pretty, son that's pretty cute. Uh, it's, 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 they're a, a family man. It's pretty cool. There's a lie on there. It says best dad ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> he said line, not mine. <laughs> <lie. laughs> so what turns you on? About what Chardonnays do you like to drink? Yeah, what, have you got a couple that you sort of you hold in high regard? Jeez, um, you put me on the spot. Oh yeah, now. question. Um, I, I was at the Adelaide Wine Show on on Friday, having yep. a look at the exhibitors tasting. Um, I I remember the the stories. I, I wasn't around in Oz yet, but there was a lot of innovation and, and pioneering work um, with Chardonnay in the Eden Valley. Um, I'm respectfully um, honest enough to say that I get annoyed when some of the Western Australian and Yarra Valley examples do better than than some of mine do sometimes. <laughs> but um, it was really good to see some some pretty spectacular Western Australian Margaret River Chardonnays. Um, Larry Cherubino had a beauty. Doesn't he do a good job? A beautiful wine. Um, and then over in the Yarra, I've always been quite fond of the Oak Ridge um, interpretation. Yeah. Mm. Um, Dave Bicknell and, and Tim Perrin when, when he was still there. Yeah. Some of that sort of, um, I don't know, that sort of gravelly, sort of quartzy, yeah. minerally funky style that they tend to do that's so zippy and fresh. Mm. And they tread that very fine line on um, of just getting the fruit ripe um, yeah. and, and not doing what was so common in... in in previous Chardonnays, um, certainly in Australia and South Africa, where things are overblown and big and powerful, so mm-hmm. I, I which led to a whole movement against, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. and, and so. I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to tread a finer line or a, an edgier line, but without green fruit flavour. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so if we if we get off specifics of wine for a minute and get back to rugby, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a rugby team here. There is in the Barossa. One of my mates, uh, Tim, who works at Perna, I think yeah. he still plays for them. I've seen photos on his Instagram account yeah. of that, actually. He's, he's a, very proud, he's isn't an, he? He's an absolute character. Yeah. 
Um, I've been to a few games. I'm just not brave enough to play, Simon. Right. I, he I'm looked a like he's a very fit-looking yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a strong man. Oh, no, I was talking about you. Oh. <laughs> Timmy's, Timmy's younger and stronger than I. He runs marathons and he's a superhero. But the, the team is strong. I think they won the... I think they won the league last season. I have, so I who have would they feeling. play against? What, what so sort of teams? They do, um, they do play, on, I think, in a league on the north of Adelaide. So okay. there are a few teams. They've got to probably stretch fairly wide. Um, and I know that they've, I've seen them play down in Adelaide at Wade Campus before, which is the uni yeah. campus. Yeah. So um, <laughs> not the biggest following of union in South Australia. It no. tends to be a cricket and... An AFL um, state, but uh, have you got an AFL team? Um, I'll support anyone that's winning. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't so mind. You got if, nine teams to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. mind if. Uh, well, sometimes when I don't mind if it's Port or Crows. I'm a bit of a fence sitter, yeah. and uh, I, yeah, I probably tend to go for the underdogs. I maybe, maybe might have liked to have seen the Brisbane Lions get up, but yeah. um, oh, Collingwood, Collingwood yeah. pipped them so. Mm. Yeah, I do follow a bit of it, but I'm not. Uh, I not can't understand the concept of passing the ball forward in AFL. So, <laughs> <laughs> just goes against the grain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, what about Tim Pelquist Hunt? Is he a bit of an AFL man as well, or just a rugby man? I think Tim might follow the Sydney Swans. Yeah, so, a man after my own heart. Yeah, I, I have a yes. feeling because I know he's he's from Sydney, yeah. and um, we have a very healthy rivalry when it comes to competing with with wines that we make. And he's always got some cheeky rib um, to send along to me when he does well or <laughs> or it's uh, something that he's noticed where he got a higher score than I did. So um, where, where do you guys all Where do you guys all hang out here? You know, where, where do you, where's the pub or, you know, where, where do you kind of get together, you know, beyond wine show tastings and things like that, you know? So um, I, I used to live in Tananda and I used to spend a lot of Friday evenings at a place called the, uh, and, uh, rather an institution called the Valley Hotel yeah, yeah. Um, that's got great um, great old wooden floors and, and some real characters in the bar. Um, my wife doesn't let me out the house much anymore <laughs> since, <laughs> since Max arrived. So that was two and a half years ago. But when we do sneak out um, in Angusta now where we live, we try and grab a meal at Vintner's Bar and Grill yeah. when we can. Um, that's a great place. And otherwise, we go down to Grant's place, which is called Otherness, which is in oh, Angus yeah. in itself, which yep. is a lovely little wine bar. So, so that's yeah. the fellow who used to be involved in fermentation. <laughs> correct, yeah. yeah. He's making a bit of wine too, isn't he now? He is. Um, and again, Richo, you've got me on the spot. He's got a brand called... And I know... <laughs> Someone like Google will <laughs> test it through. Yeah, he, I'm, I'm at Grant... Ten, about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when we were both... He was playing oboe in the Adelaide Symphony and yes. I was playing clarinet. We did Marla Six together. Wow. And, then, and I came up here and he was still at Rockford at that stage. Yeah. And everyone said, you've got to meet this guy, Grant Dixon, uh, yeah. because he's doing basically the same thing as you. He doesn't know what he wants to do, whether it should be wine or music. Yeah. And sort of have a crack at doing both. But Fermin Asian was a, was a great place. So I can imagine his new place be absolutely fabulous as well. Yeah, he's... Um he had an amazing wine list. My my wife used to get cross with me when we went to fermentation. Yeah. It's a I'd Bible, spend isn't the first it? Yeah, Forty-five minutes reading the wine list. Yeah. She was like, "Hello, I'm here." Yeah. <laughs> Mark, just on different uh, venues in Tananda, there is a pub. I don't know what it's called, but on Friday nights, you're allowed to bring your own wine. Which one's that? It's I was mine. there last year. 
Mm. I wonder if maybe that's... it's just you, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, oh, really? maybe you're the I just one. Maybe, in my you're, <laughs> maybe you're allowed to take it. So quite literally, wine. Friday nights, like all the locals go there and they can bring their own wine. Yeah, and there's no corkage or anything. It's um, valley. Maybe, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. little balcony on the front. I wonder if they yes. might not be there. Right. Yeah. Um, I just think that's a great, great idea. Yeah. Mm. And the guys will have have tastes and and arguments and beers <laughs> and healthy discussions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robust discussions. That's it. Well, look, Mark, it's been fantastic. Um, thank you for, for coming up and uh, and joining our our broadcast. Um, I think everyone's probably going to go and try and track down a, a bottle of Heggies as yeah. a result. Um, yeah. So that'll make Robert happy. Thank you. I always <laughs> say, I always say, grab a few and drink them quickly and come back and get some more. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's exactly what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, that's a good thing. Good. Uh, um, all right, mate. Really great to meet you and uh, and keep doing uh, doing your thing, hey? We, we've got, we're staying Richo, in the Eden Valley, by the way, because we've got Stephen Henschke joining us oh, after this. Good. So, um, yeah, good man. Supporting, you know, all parts of the Barossa we are. That's so. it. Good man, and thanks for having me, Jill, Thank Simon, Richo. Pleasure. Thanks, Mark. Take it easy.